Hello, welcome to the first parent panel of 2019. It's a doozy. We're talking KonMari techniques, Gillette embracing the Me Too movement, when is a single parent actually a single parent, and how to survive the last weeks of the school holidays. Well, sometimes you catch yourself just being bossed around. You're going, wait, wait a second. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm, I'm an adult. <laughs> Neve one day took her nappy off and just rubbed it on the wall. Oh, wow. I kind of feel like parenting is a good antidote to my anal retentiveness. I think you're still in the trenches with your kids. I like the expression trenches. I sometimes call it the vortex. <laughs> the Parent Panel with Siobhan Hunt. We're kicking off the year with two wise and very experienced parents. Here to give us our take on the topics that matter, we have Kerry Sackville, writer and author. Her latest book is out there, A Survival Guide for Dating in Midlife. Hello, Kerry. How are you? I'd say experienced. Not sure about wise, but I'll run with that. <laughs> I think you're wise. I think you're wise. And meditation coach Grant Linden from Busy Dads. Hello, Grant. Hello. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. I love that you can still say that way. I reckon up till February. Because yeah. nobody really starts back till February. Oh, and then you can add the Chinese New Year thing on too and you can crank it out for another few weeks. <laughs> I've got that exactly. long to be a new me. So how have you been, both of you? You're still in the holiday spirit or are you cracking on I'm, with 2019? I'm starting to get you know, itchy, ready to kind of get back to actually using my brain. Um, <laughs> it's really hard to work from home with kids and I've been you know, popping out the occasional column when I can, but I... Uh, I'm now realising that I've just stockpiled so much on my to-do list that I feel like once the kids go back to school, I'm going to be curled in the fetal position crying. <laughs> well, you do have still two yeah, weeks to go. Or, I know. Or and how about you, Grant? Have you good? You're a, you're a beach man, so have you just embraced the summer? Yep, we've had a great summer, and um, there's been plenty of good waves. <laughs> and uh, but <clears throat> same. you can see Grant is yet again in the studio without his shoes on, oh, probably yeah. having yeah. just run out of the surf. Yeah, just thrown on. I a can t-shirt. see the salt crystals on yeah. his beard. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Um, no, but I did the same thing. Like I just kind of started using my brain a few days ago and was like, right, cool, <laughs> put some WD-40 in there. <laughs> and and I had to do some work the other day and, and I had my three and four-year-old with me and I forgot how hard it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd say it's impossible. I gave up. Yeah, yeah it's so hard. At the end of the day. And I just said, let's go to the beach. And, and we went to the beach and I was not stressed at all. <laughs> and we could say while we're recording so, this, my 11-year-old is right outside the door playing with the office puppy. Which so, is perfect. Which is wonderful. It's going to be one of your solutions, isn't it? Yeah, when we get there. Sure. But first, what we're going to speak about mm. is Marie Kondo, yay or nay? Choose item that spark joy for you. Spark joy. It's not as easy as I thought it was going to be. I can let it go. Arigato. I am going to figure out what sparks joy in my life. I can't believe you can touch the carpet. New day, new joy. Thank you for being here for us and wanting to help us. I hope you know how much this means to me. Here we go. So unless you've been living under a rock, you will have noticed that a decluttering guru is exploding the internet and encouraging people across the world to let go of items that don't spark joy. Mari Kondo is the Japanese superstar whose latest show, Tidying Up with Mari Kondo, on Netflix, is causing people everywhere to get rid of stuff. So Kerry... How do you feel about this decluttering method? Have you tried conmarrying your wardrobe? I was a declutterer before Conmari even had her first really? article out. I've, I'm a declutterer from way back, and I've always thought of myself as well. Now I think declutterer, but I always thought of myself before Conmari as a uh, purger. 
Um, I can't stand clutter. I can't stand things around that I, Have I haven't got... used in a while. And my problem is that I've always gone through the house regularly and thrown out things that <laughs> I, I don't use. And then, you know, two years later, it'll be like, where's that beautiful leather jacket that I didn't wear for three months? And so I got rid of it. And it happens all the time. And the kids get really cranky because like, mum, where's my pink jumper? Well, you hadn't worn it for two months because it was summer, you know. <laughs> So, wait, wait, wait. wait. Yeah. I, we've probably had this conversation before, but um, does this also apply to the kids' toys? Everything. Oh, yeah. And we have toy cupboards and I'm forever, every school holidays, let's go through, throw out things we don't want, give things away. I'm very big yeah. on that. And I can tell you, I mean, I, I live in an apartment, but you know, it's a decent size and I can tell you what is in every single cupboard. And if it's not, you know, in my inventory, in my brain, it doesn't, it doesn't exist. You so. have reached new <laughs> levels of respect. You, yeah, so and, I, you and my wife. Have Aspiration. been chatting in the background. Yes, yeah, right? so I'm fascinated exactly by all these the people same. who need decluttering. I'm like, yeah, I'll come to, yeah. I'll come to your house. To I'd house. love it, but I'm I, ruthless. ruthless. I just stand in the uh, the threshold to my kids' room, and if I make it to their toy room, yeah. I'm probably crying because yeah. it is so bad. <laughs> my favorite thing in the world is space bags. You know those bags oh, that you yeah. get from Target? They're like eight bucks. The vacuum. And the vacuum bags, and you fill them up, and then you vacuum, and it makes it really small. So everything goes in a space bag, and then in another six months, we take it out, and we look at it, and we, if we still haven't used it, it's gone. Oh, my goodness. I if know. only my children's clothes, oh, not clothes, <laughs> if they're toys, they have got so much. Pl- anyway, it's, this is not about me. This is about you. Grant, <laughs> how do you feel about Marie Kondo? Well, <clears throat> it's funny because my wife does exactly the same thing. She comes in, and she, she says, I Virgo that out of everything, you know? <laughs> So she'll come in and she'll put up with it for a little while. She'll put up with it for a little while. And of course, you know, the kids kind of, and I <laughs> do the same thing. And she'll come in and she'll go, Whoosh! and and that's like, I suppose, a fortnightly thing, you know. Yeah. I, look, I, I believe in it massively, you know, like in my working space at home, I can't have that, you know, cluttered up. Yeah. It, it just affects the way I think and, and everything. But funnily enough, my living space, when I do it, I do find that I've got more flow and everything's a bit you know, um, more at ease, less chaotic, but I just don't have the discipline or haven't, you know, implemented the discipline to have it as a regular thing. To maintain it. Because this is a question, okay? Declutterer, Mm. Kerry Sackville, Mm. extraordinaire. Purger. Do you fold the Marie Kondo way? Because it it is a little bit, it's a bit about the decluttering. It's a lot about the folding. I hang almost everything. Wait, wait, do you colour code it? Uh, no, I don't colour code it, but I do code it in terms of like all, well, I suppose I do because my, <laughs> think about it, my, you know, it's got like in my cupboard, I don't, I don't fold anything in my personal wardrobe. So I've got like tank tops, then t-shirts, then long sleeve, then jumpers, like it's all very ordered. And then amongst the, yeah, gosh, amongst the tank tops and t-shirts, <laughs> it is, yeah, it's colour coded. see now, but So the white ones and the away. black ones and then the coloured ones. Yeah, gosh, it's just how I operate. But I have to say I'm not perfect because my inbox and like my computer, my, my word files are a complete mess and I've got files that you know different things are meant to go into and I never do it and it's and it takes me like till August of the following year to do my tax so I'm not perfect okay all right on the my flip home side is, of you yeah, my home is decluttered and awesome isn't it interesting how we all have little parts where we do have that complete mess chaos you know, yes yes I look, all at, have chaos. I look at my mm. wife's computer and I'm like wow look at your desktop you should be yeah you know? <laughs> And she says the same thing about, yeah. you know, communal spaces and, and all that kind of stuff. So mm. 
without you know knowing the psychology behind it, there must be certain areas where you're yeah. okay with mm. the mess, mess yeah. and that there's a comfortability around that. Yeah. And there's certain areas where it just drives you mad. Yeah. So you've got to be... Well, hold on. What about me? It drives me mad, but I can't seem to do anything about it. It's just maybe, too overwhelming. Maybe your jewellery is organised. Maybe there's something there's like a tiny <laughs> Oh no, my, my work life is definitely organised, oh, but I am yeah. not comfortable with mess You've got house. declutter or paralysis. I do. I need Marie Kondo because if anyone you knows need me. her, you need I me. need you. I'll sort you out. You're a bit scary though, Kerry. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> now things I like your clothes, so I'll be like, you don't need that anymore. And I'll <laughs> take it to St. Vinny's <laughs> in my house. And exactly. I'll be walking down the road. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. I think we've, we've sorted that one out. Let's mm. move on to the next topic, which is whether or not advertising mm. is helping to redefine masculinity. <laughs> This week, a new Gillette ad has been attracting both criticism and praise for its unashamed embrace of the Me Too movement. Here's a reminder in case you haven't seen it. But some is not enough. So how we treat each other, okay? Okay. Because the boys watching today will be the men of tomorrow. So basically, this is a Gillette ad showing men standing up to other men who are sexually harassing women. They're stepping in to tell boys it's not okay to be violent. At one point, the narrator says, is this the best a man can get? Is it? We can't hide from it. It's been going on far too long. We can't laugh it off, making the same old excuses. While it undoubtedly attempts to join the conversation about toxic masculinity, it is also trying to sell razors. Mm. Grant, mm. does it matter that this is an ad? <clears throat> Funny in a time where there's more beards on men than ever before as well. <laughs> ah, so true. But anyway, the hipsters will have something to say about that. They'll probably be shaving their legs instead. <laughs> for cycling. Yeah, for, for cycling. cycling purposes. Yeah. yeah. On their fixed wheel bikes. Right. So, um, look, it's interesting, isn't it? I like the way that, you know, the complete materialistic world of advertising is trying to marry with uh, an altruistic and very deep and meaningful message. Um, the best a man can get. It's one of the most recognizable taglines that we know in men's, you know, personal hygiene world. I think that um, the under, you know, it's one of those things where if people can draw a positive from it, it's great, you know, and I think a lot of people will draw a positive from it. Um, it is a very surface entry level approach to it, but I think a lot of people are ready, uh, you know, that hits a lot of people right where they need it. You know, you can't go too deep and heavy on a, in yeah. ad material for that too. So over overall, I think it's a, a very positive thing. What do you think, Kerry? I I mean, and also I suppose at the heart of this is whether or not we think it will impact how our boys see masculinity, our boys growing up today. You've both got boys. Kerry, do you think it's going to make a good impact? I I, I can see all the controversy about it. It was like, remember the Dove Real Women campaign and they Mm. had larger women and you can look at it and say, what a wonderful campaign or be cynical and say, oh, they're just, you know, jumping on the latest bandwagon as Gillette's doing. But if we're going to have advertising, May as well have it with a you know a positive message mm. instead of the you know the macho men shaving with their Gillette razor and then punching their wives like this is this is better than that. Um, <laughs> Not w- that Gillette ever used that in a never night, never. I was being theoretical here. Um, 
you know, having a son and looking at how boys are being raised, I think the more positive messages out there, the better. I don't think that a Gillette campaign is going to change anyone's mind. But if there were, you know, a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand campaigns that were similar, if people were, were you know, following that message and, and trying to be a bit more proactive, then sure, it'll affect change. You know, we need to have as many positive messages for young men out there as we can. And I thought it was a, a great ad. I got a bit teared up the first time I saw it. I really liked it. It is a good ad. Um, It's interesting as well, though, because then you have high-profile people like Piers Morgan pushing back and saying, this is emasculating men. And we we roll our eyes. But does that have its impact, too, on young men who might be more um, in social media world than on TV these days? I mean, do they have as as much power as an ad does these people like Pierce Morgan. Oh, hell yeah. The, the social media influencers mm. and the media More. stars. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's always going to be people who take the opposite view. And I know there are, there are professional, um, I guess, arguers, debaters who whatever comes out, they'll, you know, they'll take the opposite line. And I know yeah. some of them in the Australian media and what can you do? And a lot of the time these campaigns and, and people like Piers Morgan and, and all the other social media influencers are just preaching to the converted. So mm. the kind of people who watch the Gillette ad are, you know, people like Grant who are, you know, enlightened, shall we say, already. But again, if the, you know, the more messages that come out and the more we try and, and flood the media landscape with positive messages, I guess the more chance we'll have of, of reaching people who weren't reached, you know, on the first wave of, of hashtag me too feminism. Mm, it's interesting, isn't it? Okay, we'll be back in just a moment to answer the question, when is a single parent a single parent? We're single parents. We don't volunteer. We just try and survive until a time in the day when it's appropriate to open wine. I don't know if you heard my announcement, but I am single as well. We heard. We heard. So I have no wiggle room on parent participation. You're in deep. Deep in what? The vortex. That place where you're so wrapped up in your kid that you've lost all touch with your adult life. I know. Because I've been there. This week, parent, panel, guest, author and Sky News presenter Jacinta Tynan wrote about the definition of what makes a single parent. In her article, she says, When I ask my friends who are single mothers, there is a simmering disgruntlement about entitlement to the moniker. Too many mothers are willy-nilly aligning themselves with single motherhood when their circumstances don't strictly fit the bill. Apparently. So what defines a single parent in your books, Kerry? I mean... Yeah, I read this. I I wasn't aware of that controversy, I have to say. I've been really pissed off in the past when... Married women with supportive partners talk about single parenting when their partner's away because they're not single parenting. Their partner is away and they've still got all the emotional support and the financial support of having a partner who's no doubt available by Skype or phone. So I don't like that. But in my book, anybody who has children and is not partnered is a single parent. So I don't think it matters whether you've got your kids with you full-time or part-time or share half-half. If you have children who live with you or even who don't live with you, I suppose, and and um, don't currently have a partner, then you're a single parent. So the single applies to your status yes. as opposed to um, how much time you have the kids, which seemed to be the debate that she was talking yeah, and, about. And I think, you know, I mean, I have my kids most of the time. Um, my ex has the girls... 
um, couple of days a week. And he's still a single, well, he's actually married now, so he's not technically a single parent. But before he got married, he was still a single parent, but he had the kids less than I did. And I certainly don't begrudge anybody that. And it's still the same issues of you know, making decisions by yourself and, and having to have them you know, without a fallback person if you're not well or um, if there's some kind of crisis. And I don't know, I think we all have to support each other a bit more instead of getting nitpicky about you know, who is the hardest. There will always be someone less or more fortunate than you in every sense. And that's, that's including how much support you have as a single parent. And mm. Grant, you've been a single dad. How did, you don't hear that much. You don't hear mm. someone say they're a single dad. I mean, what does that title, I guess, for want of a better word, mean to you? Well, I, I suppose I've got a different view to carry only because I've been there as well. And I think my definition of a single parent is someone who, where the children have no contact with the other parent. You know, that's like it's singularly being parented by one person, you know. And and I think that no matter what the relationship is like between parents when you're co-parenting, I think, <clears throat> you know, you, you could get right into the detail of defining, you know, when the kids are with me, I'm a single parent. When the kids are with her or, or him, you know, they're a single parent or whatever like that. You know, it, it's really just a, a, you know, a subjective definition, isn't it? You know. So are you saying that when you had the kids, they didn't have contact with their mother? Like you were the one that was looking after them all the time? Yeah, I was 100% sole carer. There was occasional contact. Right. But no sleepovers or anything like that. Yeah. So all, all decisions were made by me. Yeah. Yeah, th- it's yeah, interesting, isn't know. it? I think that, that for people who... You know, most people I know that the other parent does something, even if it's not very much. And I've had times when I've had my kids for extended periods of time without anybody else. And I've had times when they've you know, gone to their dads um, more regularly. And, and I still think the same, you know, when you are living with the children, whether it's five days a week, whether it's seven days in every 14, you know, for that time, it's it can be really lonely. And for some people, it's not because some people might be a single parent with no ex, you know, on the scene, um, the kid's other parent isn't around, but they've got a mother living in with them or they've got, you know, a full-time nanny or I, I just, mm, I think mm, it's... It again, is that I, argument about who is doing it harder. That seems to be the crux of it. And that does. And I don't like that. Because someone said in that article, Jacinta was quoting someone as basically saying, uh, you're not a single parent because I don't get to go to yoga every second weekend. Yeah. And the thing about that, what I found, I mean, I have to admit that when I saw friends separate, the silver lining in a way was I was like, well, you know, at some point you will have time back to yourself mm. on the weekend. Or, you know, I mean, I hate to admit that's what I thought. But now mm-hmm. that I have been through that experience with them, all the people I know who've been separated and then have to... Um, have their kids go to their partner, their ex-partner, for a weekend or a week, it breaks their heart. Oh, They're not mm. enjoying that the time. First time it happened, mm. The first time it happened to me, I sobbed. Like, I just <laughs> stayed at home and sobbed. And it's still really hard. Mm. Yeah, yeah, which I... So really and that's a different kind of hard. It? But also, mm. I know people... You know, I do know women who've um, had babies all by themselves using sperm donors yeah, or, yeah, or whatever. And, um, and a lot of them have a lot of social support. Because they couldn't have done it without. So they might have financial resources or they might have families who are really involved. They're still single parents. And mm. I, to me, it doesn't matter whether the kid goes to his grandparents, you know, one night a week or goes to his dad's. If if you are a single parent and it's you and your kid and there's no, you don't have, you know, a primary partner or relationship, that can be a really hard and lonely place to be. And even if it's a great place to be, you're still, by definition, a single parent. Yeah. And it should be, a, I, I feel like if you're going to define 
types of parenting or what parent you are. It should all be focused on the support and the how can we help you and understanding if someone said, I'm a single parent, then I straight I will understand, well, you might need a bit more help in this area or I'm not going to suggest you pick my kid up from school. Yeah. Or, mm. you know, Absolutely. You know, just having a bit yeah. more understanding as opposed to going, well, how can you use that title? Because... I saw you at the beach the other day yeah. and there were no kids with you then. Yeah. I want to be you. I saw you at Coles without kids. <laughs> yeah. Right? What does, how does that work? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But it is, it's funny, isn't it? I mean, I remember the first time I had, you know, time away from my kids and I was like, what do I do now? Mm. And, and, and that opens up the question, like, who am I now? Yeah. When I'm not being the parent, you know, and that was a big challenge for me when I repartnered everything like that and, and, um, who am I when I'm not playing that role? You know, it's 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 a big question, you know. Yeah, because it fills your every waking hour yeah. and your definition of self because you don't have time to reflect on yep. it. Exactly. And now um my my boys have great contact with their mother and on a regular basis and and we're you know, they're there like forty five percent of the time and but in the holidays we split it down the middle. Yeah. Which is unreal because you get to take them places and plan holidays and stuff, but like for the last three weeks of the Christmas holidays I'm like, <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> you know? Yeah, but you've still got two others to be like, Daddy! Exactly. Daddy! Exactly. <laughs> okay, well, in just a minute, before I let you leave, we're going to talk about getting some tips about how to manage the last remaining weeks of the school holidays. Family vacations always suck. I'm doing all I can to keep him busy, but I'm running out of ideas. Hurry, I've got a full day planned for us. When will it end? Will there ever be a time? That's not how a family vacation works. Yeah, this sucks. What are we supposed to do all day? The six week or more, depending on where your kids go to school. Summer holidays are almost at an end. Many of us are crawling towards the finish line. Grant, what are your tips for those parents who are at home with kids and trying to keep them entertained in this last little stretch? It's an interesting one. It's I think it's very age specific, you know, like if they're more in the self management category and older, I think it's a lot easier because they're not tagging Pulling on your apron saying, what can I do? I'm really bored now. You wear an apron? (laughs) (laughs) I want to see that. (laughs) Barefoot with an apron on in the kitchen. Yeah. That's the name of my new podcast. (laughs) Um, Do you know what I mean? So like, I know that for my nine and 11 year old, you know, they're they're pretty independent, you know, and they're not even teenagers yet, but you know, they can go to the beach by themselves. They can go to the park and kick a football or walk to a mate's house within relative areas, you know? So, but, you know, with my three and four-year-old, they're in daycare and daycare doesn't go back for quite a while, you know, for them, which is weird because daycare never sleeps, does it? <laughs> um, but they change daycares and everything. So we've got another three weeks. So for them, you know, we're literally doing day on, day off, you know, unless there's work that turns up with, with my wife and I. So, you know, for the older ones, you know, if I'm running out of ideas, there's soccer camps, tennis camps, you know, surfing camps. And, and that's the thing. Throw money at the problem. <laughs> well, it, it, it works. But it, it, I also ask the other parents, what are your guys up to? And they'll go, oh, they're doing this basketball camp or something like that. And then they get to hang out with their mates and do something in their structure. You know? yeah, and then you get time, easier. bankable and bookable time, like when they're at school, to get stuff done. Yeah, you know? that's that's hard because you both do work at home. Yeah. 
So what have you been doing, Carrie? It's, look, my, my girls were, my son's 19, so he takes care of himself. My girls were away for three weeks over the holidays and they came back and it's been full on. It's It's been very hands-on. My 17-year-old you know, takes herself around but still needs input and, and money um, <laughs> on occasion. Um, but my 11-year-old uh, has a lot of social arrangements and so it's reciprocal. So you have other people's kids over and that's that's, you know, takes a lot of work and also with girls you're much less inclined to send two little girls who are quite small off you know on the bus to the beach by themselves so you tend to have to go along and but then I farm not farm her out that's a terrible thing to say (laughs) I give her the enriching social opportunity of being able to have playdates at her friends houses which is wonderful so we have a few of those and yeah money so my daughter's come along with me today because there was nobody at home and it was for a while to get here and back. So we're stopping at a Lush on the way home to oh. get a bath bomb. So bribery. I'm so glad yeah. someone else does that. Yeah. Because Gifts. Yeah. Thinking, um, I mean, this is separate, but we, my husband and I have Not a, a sponsored post, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> if, it could be, though, because yeah. we do like Lush. We do, oh, yeah. I love Lush. <laughs> so uh, we had a, a date afternoon the other day, and um, my kids were just, because Nonna is up, my mother-in-law oh, yeah. was up looking after them these two weeks and they were just like, how can you go? It was swimming. It was a hot day. Like, how can you go swimming without us? And oh, just, yeah. oh, shame. I know. Yeah. It was so <laughs> devastating. But I forgot my point of telling you that we've story. Seen, we've seen movies. Um, oh, that's right. I yeah. promised them things. I yeah. said, I did the whole bribery. I'm like, look, mummy and daddy just need this <laughs> time together. But... Um, you think of something special and we'll do it. Yeah. And movies is definitely yeah. part of that. Oh, for a parenting podcast, we, we uh, took the kids, well, I took the kids to see um, Instant Family, which is basically about fostering. And, oh, my God, I sobbed. It's a comedy. And I sobbed, <laughs> sobbed. And, and my daughter's like, what's wrong with you, mum? <laughs> it's a movie. So it's, what was it's it rated? Um, no, it's, it's, it's G rated. It's a kids, Gee. it's a family movie, but it's. Um, I say that with no Rose, judgment. Yeah, by Rose the way. Byrne and, and Mark Wahlberg play uh, parents who decide to um, foster a child, and then the child ends up coming with two siblings, so they foster three kids at once, and all the challenges. And sounds oh, like this is us. It was yeah, it was it was so beautiful. Oh, well, this it's is so this moving. is going to show the difference here between Kerry, who deserves your aspirational, um, you know. <laughs> Regard and me because I took my son to see a movie called The Kid Who Will Be King or The Boy Who Would Be King. My son is not five yet and this is PG. And as we sat down, he was next to me and I said, look, mate, if it gets scary, we can leave. And he's like, yeah, it's fine, mum. It's fine, mum. And the whole movie, even with air conditioning, it was so hot. He sat on top of me. Oh, God. It was scary. Morgana in that film gives me nightmares. And so I'm sitting there going... Hashtag bad parent. Uh, <laughs> is it too late? Arlo, if you want to leave, we can leave. Don't be, it's all right. And thinking, if he has a nightmare, yeah. who's he going to wake up? Yeah. Oh, what have I done? And he got out. He was so excited. He wanted to tell his dad everything about the movie. And, and now he wants to go back again. There you go. But if you see it, Morgana is creepy <laughs> on the level of Japanese ghost oh, mo- really? horror movie creepy. Like okay. menacing creepy. Oh, she twitches and everything. Oh, no. I, I like that like about that. Matilda. You know, like Danny DeVito plays oh, that guy. So, yeah. And my four-year-old daughter loves that movie. And I'm like, really? this is not good. Right before school. I tried to it. show my daughter that before school. And then I went, you idiot. She's never going to want to go to school. Yeah. They, they see things differently to us. Like my kids giggled all the way through Instant Family and I was sobbing. 
like sobbing. Yeah, they say the funny stuff. Yeah, and, and it was funny. I laughed too, but I laughed through joking. my tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You're sensitive, oh, that's why. Your children, they've got a bit more emotional yeah. development. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I totally, I, I totally sidetracked there, but at least we've covered off two movies you probably shouldn't take your kids to. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so don't worry about the movies. Yeah. We've got camps. We've got, got lush bath bombs. Lush bath, lush bath got bombs. got bribery. Icy poles. Icy poles. Icy poles. Slime. But I love that. Slime. We've made so much slime. Oh, homemade slime. Homemade. Oh, That's yeah. even homemade harder slime. to get out of upholstery. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. That stuff really sticks. We're, we're yeah. on our way to a listicle here. I can see this working yeah. online. So keep yeah. keep throwing them at me. We've yeah. got exactly. slime. Oh, and of course, decluttering. Oh, what is a holiday without a decluttering, decluttering workshop? That's right. Declutter the cupboards. You like could the play toy them the Netflix thing first. Yes, and then yeah, exactly, and then you put them into bags, and you you know have a whole trip to St. Vinnie's. You to have give to it all solve away. my problem. Buy space bags together, and oh, endless fun in vacuuming, sealing the the space bags, and then opening them up and watching it all puff up again. <laughs> Can Wait, I just say, filling the space bag fun. with slime and <laughs> jumping on it? And, and you can, it. you can actually. I'm going to try that. I'm going to show them the show. Yeah. I'm going to show them Marie Kondo's yeah. tidying show, whatever it's called. Mm. And then I'm going to say, who wants to be Marie? Yes. And who wants to be the family that I can't love get rid of stuff? Role yes. <laughs> I, I was just laughing because I, I got to sneak. If I want to go for a surf by myself or anything like that, or go down to yoga or Pilates, or whatever, I've got to sneak out before <laughs> any of the kids wake up and want to come too. You know, because yes. otherwise I spend half an hour in the bargaining, yeah. in the bargaining game of like, daddy's just got to, I'm pretty good at saying, you know, that's, this is my thing. I've got to go. But, but the older they get, the harder it is. Yes. My 11 year old wants to go surfing with me every single time. And that's cool. Cause he'll come out with me, but oh, I, I, I just like had that. a great visual of you, <laughs> you know, <laughs> trying to get out of the house before the kids recognize what you're doing. Oh, yeah. oh we're just going to the. We felt so bad though because it was so hot, and I no, I actually don't know what I was thinking. I walked past them in my swimming costume. Well, you should, I mean, you should have said we're off that to the museum. Mean. I mean, that I was know. just foolish. We're, we're going to do our tax. That's right. We're going to see the accountant. <laughs> yeah, we're going At to Sky church Zone. to worship. That's I right. Know, I, none of in that Latin. occurred to me yeah. in Latin. Yeah. They'll be insane. Well, it is. It is incredible how much it can add up. You know, and there's heaps of really yes. cool, fun, free things to do though too. You know. And, um, I think it has to be stuff that wears them out. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Because at this point of the year, my problem is getting, well, my son will just go to sleep straight away. My daughter is staying up way too late. Oh, again, well, one day, I, we've got a very short staircase, but one day I actually paid her to run up and down the stairs 60 <laughs> times. I offered, her a, so I offered her a dollar for each 10 <laughs> flights of stairs, and she did it 60 times, $6. It tied <gasps> her out. I was very you proud. It was amazing. a worthy investment. That because is far more creative. A, she was, in, she was you know, um, caught up in the running for a while, so I was free to do other things, and then she was tired. Brilliant. Honestly, I'm a genius. <laughs> this is you what happens having like a 19-year-old. You work out. You, you know, work, you work out. Okay, out. so the other thing I worked out for um, <laughs> tiring them out, we went to this um, fabulous um, bistro that was on No, a- don't give them alcohol. That's not legal. <laughs> We don't or espresso that. coffee. No, no, neither of those happened. Uh-huh. Uh, what we did do, though, the bistro looked out onto the bowling green, which no one was using. So I said to them, why don't you go for a bit of a run before dinner? Perfect. And they just ran laps yes. around the bowl. I could see them, so yeah. still parenting well. I yeah. did have a drink. Yes. They couldn't see me. Yeah. Why do you think our favourite restaurant is one of the sharp. Central Coast, which has a playground? Outside, mm. so you know, you just send them out. So come back. Have we got ready? at least six things? Because you know, a listicle needs at least six things. Um, mm. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> library. <laughs> you can go to the library. Yes, library. library. That's a good that's one. That's an added. It can't be an keeping even... a keeping a holiday journal, and for little kids, they can do a picture a day. That's oh. another one. Oh, that's, that's good. very sensible. Yes. And then yeah, they reflect quite back contrasting on their... to your paying her for oh. running up and down the stairs. You know, I'm just a riddle wrapped in a conundrum, wrapped in <laughs> <laughs> something wrapped in yeah, wrapped so... in bread and butter. <laughs> Bread and butter pudding, maybe. Yeah. I think I think I've exhausted our listicle. But um, look, thank you. I'm going to take those away with me. I'm going to try and apply them over the next few weeks. Um, and thank you again for coming in. Such thank a joy. You. This this podcast brings me joy, so I will keep it in my life. <laughs> that was Kerry Sackville, writer and author. Her latest book is out there: a survival guide for dating in midlife. And meditation coach Grant Linden from Busy Dads. You've been listening to the Parent Panel, a babyology podcast, hosted and written by Siobhan Hunt. Produced and edited by Elise Cooper. For more information on the show, or maybe you want to do a deep dive onto previous episodes, you can find out all you need to know on our website. Head to babyology.com.au slash parent panel. See you next time.